Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. We are your home for good conversations yes. and special, special enlightenment. <laughs> Welcome to Pancakes and Parables. Speaking of pancakes, the uh, good old breakfast food. You woke up this morning a little chilly. Yeah, I left are, the windows are we, are open. Are we doing this? Is the show on? Uh, yeah, isn't it? It's it's recording, but I didn't know if you were gonna take if you were gonna make me restart. Since you're not gonna make me restart, no. let me add on to it then. Oh, Look, okay. here's here's the goal. The goal of the show is to bring light to your world honestly and authentically and without apology, and that's what Emily has decided to try to do along with me and anybody else that joins us. So thank you for spending your time with us today yes. as we kick off episode number whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, all I can think about is pancakes. I'm really hungry. Are you getting hungry now? I didn't eat breakfast, but uh, here's the thing. You woke up this morning. I left the windows open. You were freezing cold. You were mm-hmm. not happy about it. Have you recovered? Are yeah. you okay? Look, if it's going to get down into the 50s in Iowa, shut the windows. Oh, it's so refreshing. No, it's 61 degrees. I'm, I'm, My teeth are chattering trying to make coffee. Well, let me ask you this. If it's 61 in the house this winter, are you going to turn the heat up? Uh, well, uh, here's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Enough yeah, said. Yeah. I rest my case. All right. My well, case has been rested. It depends. When it's hot outside, the cold feels good. When it's cold outside, the hot feels good. And when we shut our windows, we're still at the time of the year where it still gets, even though it's not hot, it just gets stale. And I love giving up. I think getting it, up. the term is stale. Yeah, I sleep better in the cold. And then when I get up and I just, I grab my robe and I put it on. Your and then robe? I, my robe. My, <laughs> my robe. And I put it on. I grab my coffee or my chai or whatever. It just feels so good to finally have I know. that fall coming through the window. I feel so snugly in my yes, robe. Yes, in my robe. <laughs> My chai and my bro. Uh, I'm here. You told me I had to be here. What are we doing? What's what's going on? Well, I just wanted to make sure you were feeling okay because yesterday was Sunday. Yeah. Great message. But as you know, that that wears you out quite a bit sometimes. Yeah, it does. Kind of wears you out. And I just wanted to make sure you're you're okay. You're good to go for the show. Because I want to talk a little bit about about the message that you gave yesterday. Uh, Uh, Are we going critical? No. 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 Okay. Usually when somebody Shock, says, right? Usually when somebody says, Pastor, I, I'd like to talk to you about the message yesterday. I had a lot um, of problems with you. You made three grammatical errors <laughs> during the first part of the hey, sermon. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to these messages at freshroadmedia.com. Just find Bible Idiots. Listen to the Bible Idiots uh, teaching are you so, platform of Are you so uh, mad at my, or done with my joke? You're not going to let me finish? Oh, what's that? I'm lost. What finish what? What what are you doing? Well, people used to ask and it became part of my stand-up comedy bit and they would say why aren't you a pastor anymore? And I'd say, well, it was that I could with one set of eyes look at 200 people and make decisions and do job evaluations. I did that. It's hard when 200 sets of eyes are looking at one and doing that job evaluation. Oh, yeah. And then every one of them <laughs> feels like their opinion is the number one opinion. So when I say I wasn't a pastor for all those years, I was doing guest interim stuff. I mean, I was a pastor, but I really yeah. wasn't. People would say, why? And I would say, well, because, you know, of all the complaining. Like, you know, the lady comes up after church and says, do you know you made three grammatical errors during the sermon? And my response in the stand-up comedy bit and is, lady, do you know those shoes don't go with that bag? You want to do this? Come on, throw another one, see what happens. That Ba-dum-bum. was the joke. I was Ba-dum-bum. going for that. I was yeah. going for that. And, and I a, skipped right over you it. You just throttled it. La, 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 la. There you I'm go. I'm skipping down the road on my own. 
my own wavelength here. This camera angle and this camera angle we're eliminating. Yeah. This is the one we're going with. Yeah. Go. All is right with the world. Go. <laughs> <laughs> go. Your show. No, let's get back to your, your message. Oh, yeah. Okay. You said you weren't going to go critical. Okay. So, so uh, it, did God speak to you through it? No, absolutely. Because I love no. that you... <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> I was in my brobe and I was firm on that. <laughs> you're, no, you're like, absolutely. You're, you're asking more than one question at one time. All That's right. the problem. All right. All right, brobe girl. What do you got? Uh, I love the fact that you kind of talked about the world that we're living in right now. It's mm-hmm. getting harder and harder. It's getting darker and darker because the rationale is leaving. I mean, it's it's hard to just have a rational dialogue with someone else. And I know that you've gleaned a lot from Dr. Del Tackett. You brought a lot of that stuff into your Mm -hmm. message. And I think it's really uh, prevalent for what we're going through today, right now, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think we're all experiencing that. And so I, I just really love the message. But that was what that was the biggest thing for me was just acknowledging that having those rational conversations it's getting harder and harder, you know, mm-hmm. especially when we say words like brobe and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit today. But I promise you, I won't mention it again for the rest of the show. Oh, no matter sure. what, I will not you bring up brobe liar, again. No, liar, no. pants up. You just did. Hey, you just no, said no, no, it no, again. No, 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 no. If 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 I go the rest of the show without saying the word brobe. You just said it. <laughs> Then what? If I go the rest of the show without using Emily's mispronunciation of the word robe, uh, then everybody gets a prize. Oh, those what's books, the prize? Those books over your left shoulder there, yes. uh, Bible Sidekick, yes. Burdenstone. I yes. co-authored both those books. Uh, if somebody will send an email, all you got to do is send an email to chris at freshroadmedia.com okay. and say, I watched the whole episode, I listened to the whole episode, whichever one, and you never said robe or brobe again. You just said it. I will send you one of those books. <laughs> All right, starting right, right now. now. Right now. Let's get back to Del Tackett. You yes. Did you ask a question or did I miss that? I didn't really ask a question. Okay. I just made a statement that I really like that aspect of your message. Well, I there's mean, so that was much just a, yeah. one aspect well, of it. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mark Fry is Del Tackett's right-hand guy, and I got to spend some time with this dude in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And he is one of those guys that you just... I don't know. You feel almost like he's probably got a better access to the Lord than you do. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of those guys that, look, if we could hire a guy, I would want to hire this Mark Fry guy. I mean, I just, you know me. I judge, everybody gets judged on the same litmus test first. Every man I meet that's married gets judged by, do you love your wife? And I don't ask that question. I don't have to. I just got to watch how they act and what they say. This dude loves his wife. And anyway... So Del Tackett started coming out with these neighborhood apologetics. And before he started coming out with that, he had these seminars were webinars where you could tune in on Tuesday nights. And mm-hmm. I I never missed one. I, I missed most of them, but I always picked up the next day and got the re- rebroadcast. But I just love these. They, they strengthened me so much. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this show alongside you, Emily, because my broadcasting career has is complete. Yeah. Um, I won, by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Um, I won. I never have to get behind a microphone like this ever again as long as I live. And, right. I, and, and I'm full. Yeah. Okay. But because of the impact of the, the engagement project in my life over the last three years as Dell's been putting this together, I'm not going to bury my talents in the dirt and I'll go anywhere right. and do anything right. that the Lord wants me to do. I'd love to get Dell on the show, but, you know, we're trying. But Maybe anyway. Maybe someday. Yay. 
His influence cannot be understated, but he right. wasn't the only one. I mean, no. there's so no, no, much. No, no, I mean, no. Alex yeah. McFarland and um, uh, a couple other apologists that, yeah. that we know, Frank, Frank Turek. Turek um, yeah. You know, there's been so much influence recently. But one of the things that I want to caution everybody about, and if you want to hear the message, you go, need to go to BibleIdiots.com, click on Listen Now. Wherever you get content, uh, podcast content, Bible Idiots, all you got to do is search it. Or it is now housed at FreshRoadMedia.com. Listen to the sermon and then give us some feedback. We'd we'd yeah. love love to have it because because sharing the love of Christ in free speech America with our new religion being LGBTQ that mm-hmm. is the new national religion. Don't don't kid yourself. Let's yeah. let's quit dancing around it. Our national religion is now LGBTQ in the weird flag or the rainbow flag, whichever one. And if you don't bend the knee and capitulate to that, you are out of step with the national religion. Yeah. And I am saying that uh, right now sharing the love of Jesus Christ with somebody who is living in a dark world that it could really help them is being viewed as an act of violence. And because that has happened, that means that we now are dealing with people given over to a depraved mind. That's what that sermon tried to... Tried to, tried to explain. Explain and then yes. finish hard with the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. Right. You are telling me that I stuck the landing, and I'm so yeah, happy about that because I was worried that I was going to just be a blowhard. We're know? all seeing it. We're all seeing how things are getting darker. We're all seeing how more and more difficult it is to navigate. We are literally censoring ourselves a lot more than what we used to, and that's going to continue. And I think it was actually, I think you actually used the words in your message. Okay, so what do we do? Mm -hmm. How do we live in that scenario? Because it's a new environment, particularly for Americans in the 21st century, that we haven't had to censor ourselves like that before. We haven't we haven't risked our employment or our familial relationships because we view something biblically. That's that's relatively new. So at the end though you did really bring that that hope how we are to function mm-hmm. and that hope. And so like if somebody was to, if you were going to tell someone one thing, mm-hmm. you know, like wh- what do I need to keep in mind? What do I need to keep at the forefront of my mind as we enter into these dark days? And it's not Emily's right, you're wrong. That's not the no. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what's yeah, in the forefront of my mind. So I got to replace that. Go a little deeper <laughs> with that. Like what is what is what's the crux that you want people yeah. to know? I mean, particularly from that message. Well, here's the thing: when you go to understand the the, the difference between law and gospel, mm-hmm. okay. Here's how you're taught to communicate. And this might be old school. Might be yeah. too, you know, and that's that's the point. Is that what the way we used to function five years ago for sure gone. Yeah. Forget about it. Yep. Get into the new paradigm. And in the new paradigm, you realize you gotta be stronger than what you were five years ago because it's easy to capitulate yeah. to the culture. And how do you still have love? Because Paul says the greatest of these is love. And I've talked about the balance of truth and love. And some people think that truth over here and 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 uh, love over here is that they're opposites, and they just get the whole teaching That's not wrong. The point, right? This isn't the time to teach. But you know, again, when you when you miss the balance of truth and love, you probably got a discernment problem. Just <laughs> saying. But get so, back into God's word because yeah, He talks about truth go, and love. Let's and go law and how gospel. relational they are. Yeah. Let's go law and gospel. The way you're taught in seminary, the good ones anyway, 
is that you lay out the law of God. Mm-hmm. You lay out the law of God over and over and over. And about and some some go 90-10. I think 80-20 is probably a better because the gospel is worth more than 10% of your message. Um, but the, if you go 10% law and 90% gospel, what happens is, is people don't see themselves as needing a Savior by the time you're it. done talking. I'm fine without it. Yep. So, you know, even the Ten Commandments, Ray Comfort style, did you ever steal? Did you ever lie? Did you ever do this? So you get into this law kind of thing, and then you present the solution, which is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the best example is, um, you know, You've got XYZ disease, and because you have XYZ, XYZ disease, I love you so much. I've sold everything that I've owned. Here's the antidote. You need to take it. People are going to look at you like, you're crazy. Yeah. Why? That, that's yeah. just dumb. I feel fine. Yeah. But if you say, look, you didn't know this, but there was a doctor that came to your house while you were sleeping because your wife had him come check on you or your mm-hmm. spouse, your, your husband, if we're talking to a gal, whatever. And that you have these symptoms, and here's your symptom one, here's your symptom two, here's your symptom three. It adds up to XYZ disease. It's not curable. You're probably going to die. But we love you so much. Here's what we did. We went and sold everything that we own to get you this antidote. And this antidote we know is going to give you uh, a life and going to heal you from this disease. Um, Which one of those is the person going to be more grateful? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Or going to be more understanding? Yeah. Same thing with the parachute analogy that Ray Comfort gives. Um, you know, do you put on the parachute for the jump to come or do you put on the parachute to improve your flight? Yeah, yeah. Well, so many people are spreading the gospel of Jesus as if this, put this parachute on, it'll improve your flight. Well, it's not. It's making my neck kink. I'm sitting here. None of the other passengers have parachutes on and I'm going to take this thing off. It's uncomfortable. It did not improve my flight. But if there's a jump to come, and you know there's a jump to come, you hold on to that parachute tighter. You don't mm-hmm. care what other people are thinking. And when that <laughs> engine starts on fire and they open the doors, you're ready to jump. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Different perspective. Jesus, the gospel, is because you are a sinner. You cannot save yourself. Mm-hmm. God is working his way from heaven down to you while you're yet sinner to save you. If we don't talk about how lost you are, I'm better than Hitler, so I'm going to heaven. You know, it's just like, no, mm-hmm. this this isn't about going to heaven or not going to heaven. It's about the love of Jesus Christ forgiving your sins so that you're acceptable before a holy God where we're all going to stand. So in that balance, I knew yesterday that the front end of that, when yeah. I was going to bring all of the woes, yes. <laughs> you know, woe is you us, everything bites, everything sucks, everything's bad, everything's That's garbage, you know, reality. It's just, oh. yeah. yeah. But so I had to double down on the hope of Jesus because look, if you come to a church, a good ground Bible church, if you come to my church, um, I have Jay Johnson in my head right now saying, it's not your church, it's Jesus's <laughs> church. If you come to the Jesus church that God has allowed me to pastor, yeah. we are going to always have worship be worship of the king. We're here to make his name great. Yes, we're going to point out some problems, but we'll always come back to worshiping our Lord. And I think you're telling me that we got that yesterday in the message. Absolutely. I, I'm still still tired. I mean, it wore, wore me out. I, I At 7.30 yeah. last night, I'm like, you got to go to bed. Yeah. So then here's the question. As, you know, times are getting darker and uh, we're I feel like we have to be a little bit more discerning about who we're, who are we talking to and what are we going to say to this person? And is there actually a time, is there actually moments when it's not wise to share the gospel with the person that's standing in front of Absolutely. you or not share scripture with the person 
standing in front of you. If you got somebody like, I, look, I've been teaching this for over 15 years now. Do not share the gospel on an airplane unless <laughs> unless you know that unless God is ask. leading you yeah. or God is leading you. Sometimes yeah. you might have to pop something out there to somebody who's hostile, but most of the time if they're hostile to the gospel, you're not getting the green light. Mm-hmm. Okay? So by trying to share the gospel, you're actually painting our king in a in a bad light. I mean, I've <laughs> I've I've seen it. I've I've overheard it where people are, and and it's not the people. They're just trying to be obedient, most of them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or they're trying to get out of their comfort zone. I always tell people this. Don't go to a class that teaches you to share the gospel. Go to a class that teaches you to love Jesus more, and you will naturally share the gospel. And I'll give you one example, and then I'm done. All right. Okay. How many grandparents do you know need a class to share with others how much they love their grandchild? Mm Mm-hmm. They need a class for how to shut their trap because people don't want to hear it anymore. Okay, <laughs> I I mean if if you want to waste ten minutes of your life, you'll never get back. Just ask me. Do you have any pictures of your granddaughters on your phone? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> but if you're that person that's just going around trying to share that your your granddaughter's pictures with everybody, everybody knows you're just in love with them, yeah. and they usually give you. That's what you need to share the love of Jesus. You need to be in love. With Jesus, and he is your portion, he's your king, he's your all in all, and then you can't help but start talking about him. And let me tell you something. There is no great one, two, three step to share the gospel. We can break it down for you like that, and if you memorize it and follow that, nah, that ain't nothing compared to you just saying how much you are in love because you are forgiven and you don't deserve it and you know it. It's a beautiful thing. Ah, I love it. Okay, we want. I want to talk more about this. I want to dig into Romans chapter 11, uh, and we're going to take just a short break, and then we're going to bring a guest. Jeremiah Beaker is with us. We're going to bring him on. It's going to be a really, really good yeah, and Mike Shaw is also yeah. waiting in the wings. Yes, right on way off, coming later. Yeah, in the show. fantastic. Yeah. You are hanging out with us right here on FreshRoadMedia.com. The name of the show, No Apology with Emily and Chris. Don't forget, we're listener supported. Your best gift right now at FreshRoadMedia.com. Thank you. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Oh, it's awesome to have you. We try to bring light to your world honestly and authentically. <laughs> Authentically and honestly, and without apology. Take two. I know. This time you know, with meaning. How say come authentically so and honestly. I don't know. Authentically and honestly. Authentically and now honestly. Say it the other way. Honestly, authentically, honestly, authentically, you authentically, and honestly. Broadcasters with your enunciation, <laughs> you just annoy the rest of us. I could have yeah. a musical made out of that. <laughs> if it weren't for personality-driven broadcasting, yes, I would not have been employable. I know that. I know that. You're adorable. So hey, we've been okay. talking we've been talking about is it right to share the gospel with everybody? And uh do you have to Is it right to sometimes not share the gospel? Correct. And yeah. and when and are you experiencing depraved minds out there? So we have a special guest that we'd like uh, <laughs> Speaking of depraved minds. Yeah, speaking of depraved minds, <laughs> uh, wait till we bring this guy in. Everybody, it's Jesus. Welcome to the show, Jesus. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> verily, verily. Yes. I say it to you. Jeremiah uh, Beaker is with us today. And he, yes, is the Jesus character in every Christmas play that we can get him in, uh, or Easter play, I should say. Uh, anyway, Jeremiah is one of those guys that you love having at your church. He's got a beautiful wife, young family, and he loves Jesus more than he loves his next breath. In fact, he wants to talk about him all the time. You, you, you set up special Bible studies with people, and you got a calling on your life that you and I, well, I get the privilege of, of kind of walking two steps behind you kind of cheering you on as you figure out your calling. And so I, one of the things I said is, dude, come on Emily's show if she'll have you. And Emily's like, yeah, I'd like to have Jesus <laughs> on my show. Hmm. <laughs> so you, we've been talking a little bit about the struggle. And you were, at, you were at church yesterday. You saw, you heard the message. I mean, is, is, was I off base? Was I, you know, because the, the point I was trying to make is that Del Tackett uses Proverbs and Psalms like brilliantly to take us from the simple to the, you know, to the scoffer, you know, all the way down to the militant scoffer from simple to shameful lust to depraved minds. Did it make sense in that short little time I had yesterday? Well, I got to be honest with you. I was in the nursery with my, I had two of the kids. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. See, that's I, but, but something I, real men do. I'll tell you that right now. Real men sometimes... They're in the nursery. Well, see, and that, like helps, that. that helps our church because <laughs> visitors will pass by the nursery and they'll look and they'll say, oh, Jesus is taking care of the kids. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, this Jesus yeah, 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 Jeremiah, Jeremiah looks <laughs> like Jesus. I mean, I don't even have the spiky hair anymore. Sure? I can't even do the, the Guy Fieri Are you thing, so, so sure? What? Are you sure Jesus wasn't clean shaven? Pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Have you okay. been in the Middle East? Have you I been have. in the desert? I have. Yeah, those guys yeah. didn't walk around with, uh, you know, w- with a Gillette in their pocket. Okay, <laughs> they, <laughs> dude, they could make the best goat chili ever. I yeah, don't think that that was so. a problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so Jeremiah, the, yeah. the the point is, is that we want to talk about the remnant church out of Let's Romans do. chapter eleven. Yeah. But springboarding off of that, have you ever found it in your world where it's just really hard to share the gospel with somebody, and in your spirit, you you feel the Lord basically saying, "Don't say anything," or sure. do you just feel like you should just put it out there and, and scatter the seeds and let Jesus sort it out? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, the first thought that comes to my mind, I've said this before. You know, sometimes things are true. But just because it's true doesn't mean it should be said. Mm. And and I'm not somebody that doesn't want to talk about the truth. Right. Of course, I always want to share the truth. <laughs> but the truth, sometimes, you know, it, it's like, I don't know, what would be a good example? You know. Uh, hey, Chris, you're short and fat and you look tired all the time. <laughs> there we go. Prime example. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> well, that's true. But do you really want to say it? You know, yeah. and better way would be to say, hey, Chris, good thing you're working on your diet and exercise. And by the way, get more sleep, you know, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes no, people may be not ready to hear the truth. Yeah. And they sense that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And maybe the Holy Spirit um, wouldn't like urge us to say something. Maybe yeah. it's like. Hey, the door isn't quite opening, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just gonna not walk through. I'm not gonna try to push that door open and and start sharing truth, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I I guess you know not to get into it too much, but I would say a lot of it comes down to just walking through doors as the Holy Spirit opens yeah. them mm-hmm. and feeling that is the opportunity yeah. when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Having that discernment and that discernment is is really a. It's a gift from God, but it's something that we kind of hone over mm-hmm. the years when we're when we're really seeking the Lord earnestly. When you get dialed in, it's different than when you're yeah. not. And yeah. 
And that's everything. That's a road trip. That's playing sports. That's your Christian walk. And yeah. Jesus wants us to stay dialed in. And that means that w- what do we do? We we, we force ourselves to do devotions. We force yeah. ourselves huh. to pray together. No, we naturally want to do these things because we want to be with Jesus. And I guess, Jeremiah, that's what I see. That's the most exciting thing I see about your life is that there's just this natural desire to want to do things with the Lord or for mm-hmm. the Lord or however you want to want to word it. And in that world, are you seeing that it's, it's getting uh, critical that people are either all in or not in at all? Of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how would you describe it, that, Jeremiah? Well, I mean, one thing that's difficult for me is, you know, I don't, I can't see necessarily um, beneath a person, you know, like I don't know what's going on underneath. And I feel like personally, you know, a lot of the time I assume things and I don't think that's a good thing, you know, because let's just say I assume they're saved. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I assume everything's good in their life because, well, they go to church and, Mm -hmm. you know, they, maybe they go to Bible study or just different things. It's like, well, Sometimes when you start digging down a little bit further, you go, oh, wow, like they have a totally different, um, like, you know, maybe they grew up going there, you know, they just different things in, in there. They're not really sold out. Right. Um, and so that right there, you know, I think is a, a good example of I can't I can't just assume things. And, and I guess that also applies the other way around, too. You know, what um, do you mean? Other well, way around. yeah, like let's say somebody is not. um or, or yeah, I guess how, what do I mean by that? <laughs> well, I know, I know, it's, I know it's words. I think what you're saying, and I just want to clarify, okay. is that you're you're saying there's sometimes it's obvious, but based on what they do and say, that they're not all with Jesus. There you go. You know, and and the Bible says you don't judge whether they're wheat or tares. You just let, leave that to me at harvest time, but judge correctly. And it doesn't say judge not lest you be judged in all the passages. In some passages, it says judge correctly. And so mm-hmm. that's what I think you're t- trying to talk about, Jeremiah, is that sometimes we can't throw our pearls to swine, and other times we got to dive in the mud with them to snatch somebody from the fire, a la Jude 23. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you there. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's kind of, this might kind of be a hard question because you're so much younger than us. <laughs> but like over time. Have you sensed a have you sensed it's become more difficult to share plain things with plain people in an easy kind of in that unassuming way where you can just engage and it doesn't you know it it just seemed like when Chris and I were younger we could talk to anyone and it didn't really matter you know where they came from you could just start engaging over time, it's become much more difficult. Have you seen that yet? I know you haven't been living near as many moons as Chris and I, but have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you Have you sensed that at all? I guess if I'm hearing you right, like kind of almost like a a falling away, like getting yes. worse and worse. Yeah, is um, it getting darker spiral. in your world? Do you see it getting darker than it was five yeah. years ago, or is it just? Some of us older people just, you know, those crazy kids and their loud music. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Does yeah, that make so sense? do you see it? Yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'd have to think about it a little bit. I mean, obviously I'd be like, I should just jump out and say, oh yeah, of course. I, You know, I've seen right, that. Right, right. Um, you know, to be honest, like I usually stay away from a lot of, like when it comes to social media and, and even politics and stuff anymore, like I definitely have my opinions on things. Right. But I feel like I've kind of almost separated myself a lot from all that stuff and just constantly I'm just basically my own personal studies in the Bible. But don't get me wrong, like 
I definitely have conversations with people regularly. Um, you know, I don't care where I'm at. I just can't help myself. I have to talk right. about Jesus, you know? Um, and so I guess in that, you know, I'm probably somebody, not to get too much about me, but I would say um, I'm somebody that's probably a little bit more um, laid back in my approach and maybe I don't, I'm not as confrontational. Yeah. Um, I want to actually have genuine, real conversations with people. Yeah. And so I probably play things a little bit too slow and I probably don't get into those risky, you know, um, basically debates or arguments while I'm talking to people because I just, I really want to get, get, you know, to put myself in their shoes and for them to be able to put themselves in my shoes rather than right. without, without turning, you know, completely and just, you know, biting each other, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Treating them like a human being. Mm-hmm. There, there's yeah. a lot more complexity behind that face than what we often um, give people credit for. And so, yeah, just kind of tuning into that person, feeling out the situation, feeling out where they're yeah. coming from. And is this, a good opportunity for me to engage in that arena. Jeremiah Beaker is yeah. our special guest. He is a member of our church. He's a young man who has a calling on his life, and we love getting into deeper conversations. And I said, hey, we got a platform. Emily's got a show. We, we you know, sometimes we we just like to have conversations with real people. And so that's what I, you know, so that's, Jeremiah doesn't have a book to sell. He doesn't have a show to promote. He doesn't have anything like that. He has Jesus. Yeah. And like I said, look at him. He looks like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, dude. No. Are you jealous? <laughs> I, I know people from the church watch the show, so yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're because your beard's not a real Jesus no, looking beard at I, all. I, I, I That's struggle. more of a Moses <laughs> thing. <laughs> we know what they look like. Yeah, there's exactly. pictures. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Literally. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I was. You know, no, that's a bad joke. All right. <laughs> Be Jeremiah, discerning. let's talk about Romans chapter 11, the remnant let's church. Do. A lot of people know this. A lot of people don't know this. But in 2013, Emily and I started an internet radio station, maybe a little bit ahead of its time. And it was a, a classic Christian rock station. In other words, the music we played was all the top hits from the Newsboys and Toby Mac and DC Talk from back in the day. And then Jay Johnson from Abilene, Kansas was the other announcer. And Emily and I did the Chris and Emily show. And we had timeless breaks. And this and, and this radio station was called Real Remnant Radio. Now, it was Remnant Radio, but some people in Canada had the website. So we took Real Remnant Radio. And the people in Canada really need it more than we do. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, it was all about web, web purchasing back then. So we had this station on, and it was about the Remnant Church. And it comes from Romans 11. And where Paul talks about that. So you can look it up yourself. But here's what happened back then. Emily and I were doing broadcasting, and we were fulfilling our calling. By the way, our calling has always been film production, live events, and any kind of broadcasting God would, would give us. That's, that's what we do. We just, we just naturally do it. And so in that world, is the remnant church something that is that is real. So we went from, hey, we're going to try to help with the third great awakening to we want to strengthen the remnant church. Mm-hmm. So real remnant radio was born. And so we don't believe that God is going to have a third great awakening. We're hopeful for it, but we look at the actual evidence on the ground and we believe that in the middle of a possible third great awakening, we will be in our lane if we are strengthening the remnant church and then God will open up whatever doors he wants. That's us. 
Are you taking that firm remnant church role too? Do you believe that these are the times when God is going to save a remnant for his purposes and we need to be up on the wheel? Or or do you think that it's just like any other ebb and flow of the last 2,000 years of church age? What's your thoughts, uh, Jeremiah? Well, right now seems, you know, obviously there's probably a lot of people out there that would say, oh, we're living in the end times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, well, there's reason to think that, but... Go ahead. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, here's the thing, like, usually I try to stay out of all that, um, but but I guess what I'm trying to say is there's there's so much around us right now that I'm just like, I mean, things are different than normal, let's put it that way. Yeah. It yeah. seems as though, you know, the storms of everything that has been going on lately, and this is maybe just me being hopeful, um, but I do personally feel like um, that we're we're living in a prime time for some sort of awakening. And I feel like we're experiencing some of that. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I kind of think so too. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, like I've seen, especially like when COVID hit, I saw a lot of people start getting real serious about faith. Oh, I got right. to take this serious. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I hate that it's this way, but this is the way it is. Usually through these traumatic things, persecution, great travesties. Look at 9-11. Uh, people just flocked to the church. And God yep. uses those those difficult things to draw people to him, and he does it over and over and over again. Well, let me ask you this. Both of you two, think right now. Both of you two. Both of you two. <laughs> I'm talking. Let daddy talk. <laughs> All right, Papa. Let me say that better. Would both of you consider, <laughs> the two of you, would you consider? Yeah. Uh, that uh, when we get into this with folks and we are talking about our faith, are you finding in America a stronger blowback than what we've ever had? And as somebody who's been doing it as long as you've been alive, Jeremiah, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're feeling it. But mm-hmm. when you go back to pre-COVID, as fallen as we had gotten, and then we get into uh, now post-COVID, the, everything is different, but yet we're trying to go back to the same. Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 world just keeps on churning. And and I'm just wondering, is the joy of the Lord being sucked out? Of, excuse me, being sucked out <laughs> of the Christian is the joy of the Lord being sucked out of the Christian at such a level that we are now actually living defeated spiritual lives mm. instead of living victoriously as the remnant church. That's where I want to go with the conversation. All right. When you hear that, okay. Jeremiah, when you hear somebody say that. What do you? What's your response? Okay, so uh, this kind of goes back to what Emily was saying earlier. You know, if I've noticed a kind of a downward spiral, and you know, okay, so as I talk to people, I feel like the culture around us. You know, as we're talking about right now here in America, um, I'm young, but I have noticed just in my own short lifetime what I would say is this obvious like light and darkness. Which side kind of are you going to be on? Yeah, things are just becoming more obvious. It's like there's two sides here and, and both sides are, are just, it's like, what side are you, what side are you going to be on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, you know, as I talk to people, you know, in our conversations, I notice, you know, I'm like, how can you, I just don't understand how you can believe certain ways. It's like, it doesn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things out there. Um, but I guess, Chris, go ahead and specifically like ask me the question that you did. I want to make sure that I, that I get it answered correctly. Yeah. I don't even remember what I said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either because I was just listening to the, 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 the just of it is, is the remnant church 
left to its own recognizance now. In other words, have we crossed over where more people are living with depraved minds? And you really got to hear my sermon from yesterday to get where we're started. And that's part of the problem with this broadcast is that I feel like I'm leaving people disjointed because we're coming from a place where they're not. But is this the time when the remnant church needs to get strong Mm. for the remnant Mm. church? And then if there is a third group, see, here's the thing. If you're focused on the remnant church, that's different than if you're focused on evangelism and a third great awakening. Okay. Yeah? You follow? Yes. Okay. We, in our ministry, flipped in 2013. When we started Real Remnant Radio, we went from third great awakening, we're going to just do evangelism, we're going to have fun, we're going to be Christians that have joy in their lives and joke around, don't take themselves too seriously, self-depreciating, oh, the Chris and Emily show, boom, 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 it just went great. And then now it's like, ah, things are starting to change. I think we need to be more focused on being the remnant church. What is that? That means that you are up on the wheel every day wanting to see Jesus' name made great and wanting him to be bigger in your life today than he was yesterday. And you want to help the the, the smaller group mm-hmm. that have all claimed that, that have that testimony. That's who you are for. And in that, what's the natural by- byproduct of that? A natural yeah. byproduct of living as authentic remnant church is evangelism. It just right. happens. That's what I was just going to so say. So if the third yeah. great awakening takes off, we are right in line to do it if we focus on the remnant church. That's the darkness solution that I have. So that would be my question is, do you see that? Are you feeling that? And where do you fall down if you see that as a balance? Now, some people say, mm. well, you could do both and blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about the reality of the pull of the heart. Yeah. And and it's just like... <laughs> this is the longest question in the world. But... <laughs> No, it's it's making sense. Good, 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 good. What say you, Jeremiah? And then Mike Shaw's waiting in the wings on the and guest cam. I want to I want to get Mike in here on this too in just a second. Yes. Okay, Mike. But first, Jeremiah, I don't even know what I said. Go. Okay, so <laughs> you know, there's one thing that not that I want to bring this in too much, but I feel like as we're talking, I can't help but think about politics. Yeah. And no. <laughs> so. I got a whole point it, about that too. Okay, but, stop oh no. interrupting. Hey, look, Jeremiah, politics is fine on this show. Yes, you can, you can say can whatever you want. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, yeah. so here's here's what you know is just kind of right in front of me. You know, okay. when I think about politics in this because politics seem like you know when I see when I see um, th- uh, how do I say it? I you say it honest. honestly, and you don't care <laughs> yeah. what people think. Yeah. And see, what you're doing right now is censoring yourself. Why? That's the whole point of this yeah. whole thing. What's real? What's, What's true? real? Just just be honest. Level level with we us. We can be here's yeah. the place where we can be true truthful, even if it is rough and harsh and we gotta work through that or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when it comes to um politics, I yep. guess what I what I'm thinking is you've got um you've got a whole bunch of people out there that, you know, I guess the media in my opinion aren't really um, it's almost like they don't want us to know this, I okay? Know, <laughs> but right? to me, it's like there are so many people out there that really are. Now, I, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and say everybody's saved, you know. Right. But all I know, or like what I what I am willing to say though, is there's a ton of people out there who stand for the same things that I do as what I would say a real Christian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my personal opinion, so you've got all these people out there, man. How do they stand for the same thing? Now, someone might say, well. You know, that, that's not true. There's not very many people out there. And I would say, well, um, look at the this last election, mm-hmm. you know, all of the anomalies that took place that they're not out there telling you about. But if you look, it doesn't take very long at all to figure out that there was a lot of anomalies. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. even with, 
you know, and I'll get into a couple specifics, but with Trump, you know, winning 10 million more votes, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. 10 million more votes than he got last time, which is more than any president in history have has ever received. Mm-hmm. But then this other guy um, happened to just get a couple, just what is that, 10,000 more or something like that, just happened to barely, yeah. just barely win in the middle of the night. Right. You know, right. to me, I'm like, and then you got all these different states that, you know, if it wasn't for um, those certain states, you know, then then, you know, he couldn't have won. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's there's no if you look at past records, if mm-hmm. you if you win those states, then it's something that um, uh, statistically speaking, yeah. you could not possibly lose. Right. But right. it just so happened this time. So I guess there's a ton of things like that. But then I'll also say, look at all these these massive Trump rallies. They're just huge. To me, that says that there's a bunch of people that support him, right. which also would go hand in hand with this election. Um, or this last election. Mm-hmm. But then you go and you see this Capitol riot, which the media is telling you all about, <laughs> you know, all, you know, back then, you know, yeah. oh, this is such a, you know, an insurrection. And to me, I go, really? Like, um, if you talk to the people that actually went there, um, they would say it was the most peaceful, like all the people there were making their voices heard, mm-hmm. but very peacefully. Yeah. Um, it's not what the media is telling you. So to me, I would say those are a bunch of signs yes. um, that there's a, there's, there's just, um, an overwhelming support um, for what I would imagine all of us here would agree on. Right. You know, our, our There's a Christian unity beliefs. there. There's a unity. Right. There's a commonality <clears throat> there that you really can't deny. Yeah. And even if yeah. you get into the minutia of are you saved, are you not, what's your political, you know, th- ideology or whatever, yep. The, yep. you can't escape that the reality is there, like you said, there's a lot of people that are still holding on to those things that unify us as human beings. What I hear yeah. Jeremiah saying, as I hear Jeremiah saying, there's a lot more people out there part of the remnant church than what we think of. And I just yeah. want to remind everybody about Elijah and yeah. how Elijah was told to silence his phone before he went on the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Elijah in Second Kings, I mean, you know, he's it's the one he felt time, alone. It's the one time in the Bible he's like, I'm doing all this, Lord, and mm-hmm. there and God's like, Hey, pipe down, you spoil brat. I got he said, I got more. seven thousand just like you yeah. around the world. You yeah. don't have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And if 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 Elijah's gonna get that kind of smackdown from the Lord and you know, really like it's just hey. What what I'm doing with Jeremiah doesn't affect you. What I'm doing with you doesn't affect Jeremiah. So we're different. But now you and I are brothers in the same town. So, yeah, it might affect us. But you get what I'm saying? It's like we cannot sit and lament about how little our little tribe has gotten that is actually remnant church. We've got to be more alive and more outgoing than that and more... Uh, I don't know. Confident in the yeah, Lord? Yeah, not so much a glass chin <laughs> that every time the world says boo, we just drop. Secondly, so journalism offended. journalism has been dead now for about 10 years. Obama killed the journalism. Don't think he didn't. He did. Yeah. Um, and in his ilk at that time, they killed journalism to the point that depraved mind has moved in now and you are not even allowed to use the words you wanted to use to describe your opinion on the election. Right, right. Jeremiah. When words mm. aren't allowed, that's yeah. a bad when thing. When words aren't allowed, when, when dialogue isn't allowed, you know something's wrong. And so yeah. the the silencing of yeah. of uh, of conservative thought mm-hmm. uh, think about that. Christian thought is 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 automatically crushed. I mean they, they don't if you're a Christian and you want to use biblical principles in a public square in like say in Congress, mm-hmm. you get mocked. Yeah. 
you know, if a congressman mm-hmm. gets right up now to, and it's his time, I and I it. yield my time back to Mister So and So when they're up there doing that, if they would start using Christian principles, if some of them have done, because um, we've had them on our show, we talk mm-hmm. to them, they get mocked. Yeah. They get yeah. mocked. And that's, that's where we are in our society. I want to bring right. Mike Shaw in on the conversation. He's on yeah. our guest cam. Mike, uh, what's what, what you've been listening to this whole thing? I have. Yeah. I what's even looked th- up some scripture. I mean, I'm ready to go. All, All right. right. All right. What What is your thoughts when we say, hey, we're living in the remnant. The remnant church is living in the end times. And now we need to be about strengthening the remnant church and let evangelism happen organically, or do we need to not have that mentality? We still need to be about the third great awakening. We still need to be about sharing the truth with anyone we can in the days we live in. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so, um, I'm going to go with both of those. <laughs> I don't know that they're mutually exclusive. Uh, and I don't know that, uh, and I, I'm with you, I do believe we are in the end times. I guess that's why I have a show called Jesus is Coming Soon, because I think he is. But, you know, in this time, you know, we do strengthen the body of Christ. That's biblical. You know, we love each other in the body of Christ. That's how the world will know that we are his disciples. And then we and we also evangelize because blessed are the feet of those who proclaim the word. Yeah. And so we continue to proclaim the word. So we just have to be about his our father's business while there's still light to work. You know, I was listening to Jeremiah talk about politics. I'm like, dude, this is right up my alley. And <laughs> hey, we might be developing a new guest for your show. Right. We're going to get um, kicked off social media platforms. Hey, hey don't forget, FreshRoadMedia.com. <laughs> FreshRoadMedia.com is where you can get us as we get eliminated from other platforms <laughs> for telling the truth. Yes, um, yes. Uh, Mike Shaw has a show there called Jesus is Coming Soon. Emily's show, uh, which you're listening to right now, No Apology with Emily and Chris, and then my teaching platform, Bible Idiots. It's all at FreshRoadMedia.com. And uh, guys, we are going to go to right on way off, but I want everybody to give their final thoughts All now right. on this topic. And the topic is the remnant church. Yeah. And I love, Mike, you saying they're not mutually exclusive because I'm not trying to make them that way. I'm just trying to put them in different camps for different focus. And sure. if you are focused on evangelism and that's just your thing, I'm sorry, but you're then out in front of the church. Okay, you're out in front of them. You're plowing the road. You're doing the work. And the church needs to be supporting you. Yeah. If you are about the remnant church, you're inside that church and you are gathering people together and you're you're saying, we're going to get strong for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Those are maybe not mutually exclusive, but they're different, different focuses. And that's well, what I'm I saying. Think, so I think it's the body of Christ, right? There are evangelists in the body of Christ. And, you know, they could go to the mall if there's a mall still open somewhere. They can go to the mall and just you know, cold, like cold call people. Open air and, preaching and, is what yeah, it's called. Open air yeah. preaching, Ray Comfort. Yeah, yeah. And people get saved. They you know? do. Um, yeah. And then you could be a Yahoo like me, who's more of a mercy guy. And maybe I'm more of in the church praying for people, you know, mm-hmm. that's more, mm-hmm. more a role for someone like me, but um, they all fit together, you know, right. so I'm not going to go to the mall and hit someone over the head with an anvil Bible and drag them to church. That's not going to work for me. Well, you're not but... big enough to carry it out either, but that's another story. Jeremiah, it's okay if you the, laugh at that. That's the <laughs> pot calling the kettle black right there. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. But, you know, it's another reason why, and I'll just admit to my own weaknesses here, you know, I do have a tougher time one-on-one with someone, uh, proclaiming the gospel to someone, you know, that I, that's an acquaintance or I don't know very well, or I've just met. Mm -hmm. I'm much better at coming on this show 
or a Christian radio career or having my own show and proclaiming the gospel boldly that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, hard, to, it's hard to hit that. us with fruit or eggs when we sit in the studio. <laughs> when we're outside <laughs> and people have their aim, they can. Jeremiah, what do you say? Um, yeah, uh, I guess before Mike said something, I was I had it was right there, front and center. Um, no, but <laughs> yeah, you turned really fast. What I would say, so. what oh. I would say is just once again, like Emily asked me way earlier about the spiraling, the downward spiral. I would say that there is a dark side and there is a light side. Unfortunately, yeah. and I did catch a little bit of this in your sermon, uh, Chris. Like I said, I was in the nursery, but I've got you know, what you said was you know, you've got you've got people that are um, let's say on the the alphabet. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it. Mm-hmm. You got the the LGB, LGBTQRSTUVT. Okay. So, yeah. so you've got the sexually immoral people out there mm-hmm. right now, which is kind of just like obvious, front and center, obvious um, darkness. And that wasn't like that when I was growing up. So, just in that short amount of time, you got yeah. this, this, and there's there's plenty of other things that are just obvious right in front of us. And there's people on that side, uh, but like I said, and, and I just use politics as an example, but I feel like. And maybe it's just me hoping, all right? Yeah, but I yeah. feel like that there is a, I'm going to maybe, maybe the word revolution is the right word, mm-hmm. um, that isn't necessarily being broadcasted by our fake media, right. but there is a silent majority. Um, do I dare use the word majority? Yeah. Um, I mean, if the election, if I'm saying what I'm saying is true, I mean, we're kind of talking about a majority here, mm-hmm. right. a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those majority you're talking about, Jeremiah, are not necessarily Christians. I they agree. Just don't, they don't want to lose free America. They're watching right. their country get taken. They're yeah. watching their, their, their eyes are opening. Hey, we're going into tyranny. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Look, if you read what they have written, they want to tax beef at a point where no one can afford it but them. Right. Okay. Yeah. They 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 want to take away our ability to drive our cars wherever we want to go. We they want us to get permission through carbon credits for me to be able to drive to Minneapolis to see my mom. Okay. Yeah. So and the, we will no longer have and, uh, the ability to parent our children the way that we see fit. And All that's going away. You open your mouth about the gospel. Now that's punishable. Yeah. Whether that's ostracization, prison, whatever. I mean. Yep. It's coming. It's coming fast and furious, and it's coming at a at a breakneck speed. So anyway, I, I agree with you on that. And like I like I I think I did say that earlier. Yeah. Actually, you know, you've got maybe a, a portion of those um, who are real, authentic Christians. Like really, what the, what your whole question boils down to is that remnant that mm-hmm. those people. Um, what I'd like to say is that there is a waking up, you know, a great awakening or something going mm-hmm. on right now that hopefully a lot of those people that are on that camp are actually waking up. And so the remnant, in my mind, very well could be growing. Um, yeah. Now, maybe that's just me hoping once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but I like I'll say, though, you know, there is a darkness side. And as I talk to people, I'm just like, I, I it's, it would be easy for me to get discouraged as well. I, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's this is a hard one for me. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So well, we don't bring it on it, for the easy ones. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeremiah <laughs> said it early on. You know that it just seems like you know there's the dark is getting darker and the light is getting lighter and so well. And then that just sparked Daniel twelve in my mind. So I pulled it up, um, starting in verse uh, eight, I guess. Although I heard I. I did not understand. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly and Mm -hmm. none of the wicked shall understand, 
but the wise shall understand. And I think we're seeing more and more of that this day, this day as we're getting closer to the end. We're just seeing the dark getting darker, the light getting lighter. It's what you addressed yesterday, Chris. You know, if you know, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, that's the Holy Spirit within you. That's your, your God's forever. And, you know, if you're not, if you have a depraved mind, if God has handed you over to a depraved mind, uh, it's going to be darkness for you. Now, yeah. we don't know who's who, wheats and tares, which is also what you talked about. Yep. And so we, we throw the truth out there for everybody. And the reason why we can do it boldly is even though we see wickedness rising, um, you know, we know that we are God's forever through his son, Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And through that, and this is my new pod, my episode, my new episode, uh, we have strength and peace because we know we're God's forever. Mm-hmm. And we also have boldness. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to get my final thoughts and Emily, you got it. It's your final thoughts and, and you take the show anywhere you want. It's your show. But my final thought is this. Cut shows over. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I, my mic's off now. Somebody <laughs> cut my mic. Emily cut my mic. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> my final thoughts go back to my message two weeks ago, and that is the movie uh, Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. Timothy Busfield's character as the, as the brother-in-law. Everybody's telling him, uh, you know, listen, you don't see the players. You don't see the players. He's like, you guys are insane. You guys are insane. Ray, you got to sell the field. And then he sees the players. He gets that eye-opening experience, and he's like, Ray, you cannot sell this field. That's us. We see the field. We see the players. They don't. And so if you noticed, Ray and his sister had kind of grace for the brother-in-law mm-hmm. because yep. the brother and brother-in-law him. because they knew that he couldn't see. Yeah. But they didn't change their path because they could see the ball players. We see salvation. We know our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We accepted it by faith, but in that faith, sanctification has grown in a lot of us, and we know you can't take this away. We can't unsee what we've seen. We see the ball players, and we'd like you to, too. Here's mm-hmm. how you can. Yeah. And so in that world, do we, strength, do we focus on strengthening ourselves, or do we focus on evangelism for the third great awakening? And what I'm hearing is the word yes. <laughs> okay, so yep. it's yes, exactly. it's just a matter of how. All right, Em, you're up. <sighs> okay, I'm tired, actually. <laughs> Not what this we were hoping to hear. This has been really good because it's kind of settled things in my brain as we're all looking at the world around us and we're trying to process what's going on. This show has kind of helped me do that. Jeremiah talking about, you know, holding on to that hope because we are seeing people get more serious about their faith. We are seeing people coming to know the Lord, I think, like in my life personally, more than I have in the past. But we're also seeing things getting darker. So while we're seeing things getting darker, we're also seeing the light getting brighter and hotter. I love the way, Jeremiah, you t- you reminded us of all those just massive numbers of people. There are so many people. They're hanging on to those foundations that they were probably raised with. They can see that there's trouble ahead, but they may not be Christians. They're just, they're just like-minded with us. So then the question becomes, without the Lord Jesus Christ, how long will they stand firm in that? 
They yeah. won't be able to, because I won't be able to without the Lord. And so as we as we see things getting darker and darker, we do have to continue to be serious about sharing the salvation of Jesus Christ. And we have to be serious about having the joy of the Lord at the yes. same time. This all, oh, the world is so dark and it bites and we're on the bummer train. Yeah. Oh, but Jesus is on the throne and yeah. I'm a joyful Christian. Get out of my face. Yeah, that stifles <laughs> us. That literally stifles us into doing absolutely nothing where Jeremiah's like, no, I'm, I'm holding on to that hope. I'm holding on to that hope. And that could come at a cost to us personally mm-hmm. um, for sharing those things. And on the same token, because we are seeing it get darker, we do have to be more more discerning. We have to be more discerning now than we ever have been um, in who we are aligning ourselves with. There are so many people that look like the Christian. They wa- they mm-hmm. talk the talk. They say the words. They, you know, I'll pray for you. And then all of a sudden something will happen and you realize, ooh, they're not one of us. Yeah. And the Bible tells us, don't be don't be surprised when that happens. You think they were one of you, but they never were one of you. And they come out from among you and, and they leave you, uh, hopefully without doing too much damage. But that remnant that we're talking about, and that's a word that I think, uh, I shouldn't say a lot. I think that's a word that a lot of Christians maybe aren't familiar with. Yeah, I, you know, when we named the radio station that, we got a, we got some blowback. A lot of people didn't really understand They didn't it. know what it meant. Not the blowback of using the word idiots in your first feature <laughs> film, but that's a, or documentary film, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, it goes back to all of human history. They can see what a remnant is. If you have like a bolt of fabric or you have a roll of carpet, that remnant is the edge. It's that ve- It's a very small piece of that big piece of fabric that's woven very tightly together. And it's woven so, those threads are so tightly together that you can't rip it, you can't tear it very easily. So that's what they're talking about in the Bible when it talks about that remnant. We aren't just these loose fibers doing our own things. Well, my truth doesn't have to be your truth, and your truth doesn't have to be my truth, and we can disagree on all these things, and it really doesn't matter. No. That remnant is so tightly woven, you can't hardly even distinguish the individual threads, let alone tear them apart. And so that's that's where we're going as a church. Do you want to be part of that remnant or do you want to keep going on in the way that you want to go mm-hmm. and what feels good to you? And so this has been a really good show. Um, God always does again what he's already done before. Like we understand, we can understand how God works and we can see what he's doing and what he's going to do because of it when we study God's word. And over and over and over again, uh, Jeremiah, you talked about the falling away and that's such a perfect word um, because I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the great falling away. And the Bible talks about in Revelation how God is going to, because we refuse to to love that truth, and Jesus is truth, um, because we refuse it and we reject it, he's going to send a great delusion. This great delusion is going to come from God himself. But you know what? It's happened before in the past. Um, I can't even remember Second Thec- Thessalonians, I think, where it talks about it. And God sent to the Israelites just this spirit of stupor. And so... We're able to see what God has done in the past. He's doing again. 
so we don't have to fear because at the end of it all, uh, for those who love the truth, goodness and salvation is in store for them. That was long. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we do? Your final thoughts. Chris. I, we already did. I already did mine. It's, oh. it's you. Uh, you can go to break or go to right on way right. off. It's Let's your show. I have no idea Let's what you're doing. I didn't know you were going into. Let's go to break. <laughs> okay. Break. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. We are your home for bringing light to your world honestly and authentically. Very good. You and said that. And without apology. So smooth, like a professional. I love it. It's time for Right On Way Off. It's my favorite Favorite part of the show, and uh, Jeremiah Beaker's with us. Mike Shaw is with us, and let's do let's do all four of us for this one, shall we? That's what we've got set up on the cameras. Okay, everybody, want to check your microphones <laughs> one more time? It Hi, looks Jeremiah. Like a bunch in here. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. And then I get to look down and to my right with haughty <laughs> indignation towards Mike Shaw. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Jeremiah, Jeremiah's just sitting there holding his water like, all right, man, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Right yeah. on way off. Right uh, on way off. I'm just going to throw three statements out there. You guys are going to tell me what you think. What I think doesn't matter. I'll just tell you whether you're right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> so It's her gifting. It is. It is. It's one of my spiritual <laughs> gifts. So let's just jump into it right away. Uh, the very first question. Quote, it's a quote. Well, actually, they're all three quotes this time, so that's a good thing. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Okay. All right. It says, if you use carnal means to attract men, you're going to attract carnal men, and you're going to have to keep using greater carnal means to keep them in the church. Is that right on, or is that way off? That's right on. Yeah? Yeah. That's right on. That's exactly that? well because the study of Willow Creek and Bill Hybels and what they started generating in the '90s was a seeker-sensitive environment, mm-hmm. which means we're going to try to have a better band. We're going to try to have better seating, better lighting. Uh, we're going to have more fun things for the kids. We're going to have all kinds of different things. And there's nothing wrong with these things in and of themselves. But when that becomes your priority to try to attract the masses to give them what give them a, a watered-down gospel that doesn't cause them to change, then then you end up with false conversions. You end up with people adding Jesus to their lives. And now you've got a room full of basically tares, and you're wondering why at the harvest time uh, Jesus isn't really happy with you. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> You're right the, on with the, that one. The bottom line is, is that if you are doing the, the work of the Lord, you will have problems. So then you just... <laughs> Yay, sign <laughs> Yay, me up. Us. <laughs> So what you're saying, Lord, is if I go do this and I do it really well, that's when people hate and hurt me? Okay. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Do you need me to read it again? No, I'm good. It's uh, right right on. Yeah? It's right on. Okay. For all the reasons Chris said, and then, you know, I'll just add, it's the Holy Spirit who draws people to God through his son, Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. that is actually what saves you. Um, It's not playing a Doobie Brothers song before you get into the worship music or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing to attract right. the, the crowd. Yeah. Jesus was about the crowd, but in the end, he was about his disciples and his inner circle. And so, yeah. you know, if, if, if God's drawing you and you come to church and come to faith that way, 
then you have a real shot of of maturity. And when you have more and more Christians that are mature, they can help other Christians that are not yet mature. And it's just so much healthier for the body of Christ. And and that's the way to go about it. That's what I love about being in Iowa here. We have, I think that we have so many good, healthy things going on. There's some other stuff that, you know, it's always an ebb and flow. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So going to Jeremiah, what do you think? If you use carnal means to attract men, you'll attract carnal men and you're going to have to keep using greater carnal means to keep them in the church. Do you agree? Right on or way off? I'm going to say way on. <laughs> <laughs> You've just, been just, hanging just around Chris way bit. too long. Oh, yeah. And, okay. And the, and, the, and the guest of the month goes to? <laughs> <laughs> Defend that, man. Yeah, Defend it. Yeah, talk to us. Yeah. Well... Um, you know, there's a lot of examples of this. I would say with the youth, I see it, you know, like um, may- maybe just a, an, a candidate for this type of thing, you know, would be like playing games, you know, mm-hmm. that's attractive. That's what they want to do, you know, like mm-hmm. when I went to Bible classes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throughout my childhood and, and youth, I didn't want to go, actually, you know, <laughs> I, I would have been fine not, but I didn't have a choice. Yeah. But the games and stuff like that is something that I feel like they want to do. Yeah. Um, but the Bible stuff isn't that all that attractive, especially if you're not totally sold out for Jesus, if you haven't had that real genuine conversion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the same thing with the, let's say adults, you know, guys, let's go out and do a shooting day or something like that. I feel like that's definitely attractive. Personally, to me, as much as I love shooting, um, you know, I'll be the first guy to say I love that. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, part of me almost is like, I would rather just like what's what's even something more enjoyable to me since I've become this new creation in Christ. I just I feel like I love talking about God's word and mm. just diving in deep. And that unfortunately just isn't attractive. Um, but I guess shouldn't it be for real believers? You know, right. genuine. So so I will say this. Um, in defense of the other side, mm-hmm. um, you've got you know these carnal things. Um, in defense of that, um, I feel like you know, shooting days or different things like that is definitely beneficial yep. because I think that God will use that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, I guess, maybe somewhere in the middle um, w- in all that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, point counterpoint, what, what I would want to add is that you're, you're seeing that there's things that need to happen mm-hmm. to help make the body of Christ stronger, like going to games or, you know, sure. do, you know, shooting events, the fellowship, and, of course, aspect. The, the fellowship aspect of it. Yeah. And, and we do want to make it attractive, but what, what, what Emily is talking about here is the, um, if I have my choice of sharing the Bible or doing this thing to try to attract non-believers, there are some churches out there that will set the Bible completely aside. This is all they're about. Sure. This is all they're sure, about. That's, yeah. And, and right. that's, we've been guest speakers in those places. I mean, uh, the the old joke was that I was a guest speaker a lot of places once, <laughs> and I mean I've been told do not give an altar call we don't do that here yeah. and it's like well then what what are we doing you know and and then and you know me sometimes I would do the altar call and then look for the deacon or elder that told me that and stare him down while people are coming forward yeah. like you know and other times I wouldn't I'd be obedient but it's like why do we have to get into that kind of minutia. It's because we have carnal churches that want to add Jesus to what they have going on versus people who are sold out for Jesus who will then do fellowship type things. Yeah. So yeah. I love your, your – because you do 
uh, see that the other side of that does need a response. Not yeah. everything that we do that's not scriptural is carnal. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm even defending him at all. This. But, <laughs> know. you know, if, if I'm, I guess another thing is you're talking made me think of Jesus, you know, and the bread, you know, and yeah. the fish. Yeah. I mean, people came because he had food. Right. You right. know, it's like, once again, if you want carnal, um, you know, like, yeah. if we're talking about carnal, I mean, what more carnal, what. Yeah. You know, is food is one of those carnal things. Yeah. Well, sure, and, and right? what Emily's right on way off was is that the more you go down that path, the more you have to stay on that path and keep getting bigger and bigger well, and bigger in that path. Otherwise, they're going to leave you. Or donuts, was, right? Yeah, yeah donuts. donuts and there, coffee, right? There was a point where Jesus told people that were clamoring after him, hey, you just want your belly f- filled. Go away. Yeah. I, I remember that verse. And so you're absolutely right in that uh, those earthly things, those fleshly, pleasurable things. They are fun to do. They can make the body stronger. Uh, uh, so Jeremiah is going to get into the same boat as Mike, where you just agree but... with everything you say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm so used to, oh, you're absolutely right, Mike. But oh, a, Mike, Mike, that's right. so right. Now it's Jeremiah but and Mike, Jeremiah and Mike. If someone is coming to your church because you're laying out all, all these great things that don't have to do with Jesus, then all you do is you do. You have a church that... They don't really, they're not there for Jesus. And if you don't want to be with Jesus on earth, you're certainly not going to want to be with him in heaven. That was a quote by Paul Washer. So I think you guys all make a really great, great point. All right, question number two. What? I have a quick pun on that. So if you're attracting people to your church with carnal things, you'll end up with a carnal vor. (laughs) (laughs) A carnival. The mic joke right there. It's, it is. <laughs> it's a dad oh, joke. Just up, <laughs> oh my <laughs> word! I gotta look it up now. Mike's doing the carnivore diet, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is doing the carnivore diet. Yeah, yeah and part he's of in, the, he's in a meat yeah. cult, and we're trying yeah. to find it charming. One of the side effects is your jokes get really lame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have very Bible-related jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Save the show from itself, Em. All right, quote number two. Heaven goes by favor. If it went by merit, you would stay out and your dog would go in. Is that right on or way off? Mike Shaw, what do you think? You think that's an accurate statement? Uh, so heaven goes by favor? Is by that what you favor. Said? Yes, like favor. the favor of God. Heaven goes by favor. Yeah. If it went by merit, you would stay out and your dog would go in. Right on oh, or way off? So right on. I mean, yeah. it's God's favor. He's the one who did everything for us when we were yet sinners, when we were enemies of God. Think of that. <clears throat> you were an enemy of God. Yeah, and then he sent his son to rescue us. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that I couldn't be more right on with that. All right, very good, uh, Jeremiah. What do you think? Okay. Right on or way Gotta off? Read it again one more time. Okay, heaven I'm goes. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Something heaven... about a dog. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. Uh, let's see. Heaven goes by favor. If it went by merit, you would stay out, and your dog would go in. Is that right on or way off? Hmm, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Way on. <laughs> Let's go with that. Somebody for just doesn't want to go by rules. Again, uh, yeah. Grace. Grace. Yeah, for it is by grace. Yes. Merit. Way on. Um, not by merit. Exactly. So, yes. Exactly. Yep. All right. Very good. Yeah. I mean, there's biblical tones there, isn't there? I love it. Chris, what do you think? Um, I am right on. Okay. With the exception that my dog probably wouldn't make it either. Because <laughs> he, 
He's a little full of himself. Yeah, but he know. has a good heart. I know. He has a really yeah. good heart. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not merit-based. It's favor-based. Uh, yeah. Isaiah tells us that the very best we can do, like even the Apostle Paul who mm-hmm. or Elijah, those are the two that I think like I, I have them in high esteem. Like they were God's guys, you know. Yeah. They both had to suffer, by the way. And they both had to continue to hold the faith throughout the whole thing. And even their very best, Isaiah says, is like filthy rags, like garbage in the sight of God. Mm -hmm. So it's all favor-based, grace-based. Yeah. Yeah. Any guesses as to who said that? Anybody? Uh, Who said that quote? Yeah. Uh, everybody, every, everybody has to put a guess in. Youth, okay, C.S. Lewis. I'm going R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Uh, how about you, Jeremiah? Got any guesses mm. as to who that might be? Not even going to throw one out Okay. There. <laughs> You'll all be shocked. It was Mark Twain. Mark mm. Twain said right. that, and, and I love it because he got it. Was there mm. a user Christian or not? I don't know. Whatever. Not my call. But uh, yeah, he understood it. Nobody, is nobody creatively, favor, not merit. Nobody creatively called BS on any topic the way Mark Twain could. That's true. Just get it right down to the brass tacks. <laughs> That's absolutely and I don't true. agree with him on everything, but man, was he observant. Anyway, all right, final, Very final, observant. final, final, right on way off. <clears throat> all I, right, I got to say this nice and clear: a yeah. real Christian, a real Christian. Are is, there any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. God's uh, eyes are roaming the earth. Assuming we have real to Christians. Find one. Yeah, a, a anyway, real Christian is a person who can give his pet parrot to the town gossip. Is that right on or is that way off? All right, Jeremiah, I'm coming to you right away. What do you think? A real Christian is one who can give his pet parrot to the town gossip. Is that right on? Or way off. I'm guessing this has something to do, do with a parrot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> explain yourself. <laughs> like a parrot repeats they what's repeat, going on in your house, so re- you a good Christian could could give their 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 parrot to the neighbor and be fine with it. Like because the parrot's not going to say anything bad because parrots parrots can talk. They can mimic ah, what the see, see, owner's see. doing. Yeah, the obvious. Another yes. another way to put it would be you you give your your unlocked phone to anybody to look up all your history. Yeah, but that's not the quote. That's not the quote. All right, all right. This is. I'm I'm feel dumb right, for yeah. even asking that. <laughs> no, um, don't feel dumb. Say it one more time because I think I understand you now. <clears throat> A real Christian is one who can give his pet parrot to the town gossip. Is oh, that yeah. right on or way off? Yeah. Yeah. Darn right. Darn right. Darn right. <laughs> Where we come from, we put tootin' on the end of that. <laughs> Darn tootin'. <laughs> yeah. That's that is enough said right there. All yeah. right, Jeremiah with the mic drop. Enough. Yeah. Or no, what did you say? Darn right. Yeah, darn right. All right. Uh who do I go to next? Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, right on. Um, yeah. On, on, on one hand, no! I, I, Jeremiah's no, got me don't. all fired up to go uh, <laughs> way on and right off. Um, you know, there are some things in a Christian's life that need explanation. And not all uh, Christians live sin-free fu- sin no, lives. No, no. And, you know, and again, then you get into meat sacrifice for idols where something might be a sin for one person and something that same... You know, thing might not be a sin for somebody else. Now, mm-hmm. that's not all things. There's sin, there's iniquity, there's different... Well, sin is sin. No, there's different levels, according to the Bible, if you actually read it. And I'm telling you that, yes, the parrot can go to the town gossip, the town gossip can misunderstand what the parent's saying, and then trash the believer. So I'm right on. 
You so you agree with the statement? I agree with the statement. <laughs> it should be. I say we live in a time where no matter what you do, if people want to be critical yes, of you, they true, will be. And, and it's already happened in Harlan, Iowa. All right. It's already happened what four times since we've been here. It and, happens and, and, everywhere, and, and it's been less here than anywhere else we've been. Right. Yeah. Because criticism just comes from people who get in t- like tune with their to carnal that, nature. Man. It is kind of and, our yeah. our natural bent is to want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mike Shaw, a real Christian, is one who can give his pet parrot to the town gossip right on her way off. So I'm going to go way off um, okay. with the caveat. I mean, I like, I like the way Chris turned it. Okay. It's like, even, even if your parrot's saying dumb stuff because you say <laughs> dumb stuff, people should understand, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, they take you out of context or they try yeah. to twist what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, for uh, let me just give you one example. Can I give one example? Because I yep. really want to give one example. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get this out there. No one's stopping you, dude. <laughs> I tried, but I gave I up. have <laughs> been quoted as saying that I don't care if people leave my church, okay? And that is not true if it's taken out of context, if it's taken in context, it is true. Okay. If you have such a problem with the truth that's being said, and you have such a personality thing that you just can't stand this woman who brings this to the women's group, or you can't stand that the pastor uses a voice, you can't stand that, that these things are going on and you're just angry all the time about your church and you want to leave, no one's going to turn around and beg you to stay. Sometimes we grow through subtraction. That's, that's true. That's a Addition real thing. through subtraction. Now, that's a real thing. Yeah. If someone is brokenhearted and they're seriously distressed about some things and these things just need to be worked through in a counseling kind of way, well, no, we want you to stay. We want you to stay and work it out. Work out your faith with fear and trembling, says the Bible. So we're here to help people work out their faith, but we're not here to to play games. You, you get what I'm saying? And so when the parrot says to the town gossip that the pastor is okay if somebody leaves his church, the context matters. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Because in general terms, no, you don't want to lose any of your flock. Right. But if they're if they're just going to be, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing, yeah, step <laughs> off. Or if they're goats. <laughs> I, I read a scripture in church yesterday, drive out the scoffer in peace and in tranquility yeah, come. Yeah. If someone's you know? causing division, yeah. Absolutely. And, and especially if it's nothing biblical, if it's just, I don't like that the pastor wears black shoes on Sunday. You know, I didn't get recognized for bringing the colored toothpicks to the church. Good service. answer, Mike Shaw. Uh, anyway, I got, hey. I, I, I have hey, if, Jeremy, if Jeremiah, if Jeremiah can turn this upside down, I can too. All right. All right, <laughs> Mike, continue. Yeah, so I really do like what Chris said, and I, and I like that uh, ex, he just expounded. That was really good. Um, I'm looking at it a slightly different way. Um, okay. You can be a real Christian and not want your parrot to be <laughs> at the town square. Um, you know, the sanctification process is a process. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. So you can be a real Christian and maybe keep your parrot at home. <laughs> That should maybe, be the tagline. Maybe down the road you could the, let your parrot yeah. out. Jeremiah is laughing on the inside. The tagline, the new <laughs> tagline. The question wasn't that, though. <laughs> the tagline for Mike's new show is, you can be a Christian, but leave your parrot at home. Yeah. Uh, any guesses as to who might have said that, gentlemen? I'm going with R.C. Sproul again. Okay. Um, Mark Twain. When you're wrong once, just go with the end. Who's Mark the, Twain. Uh, uh, who's the Barnum Bailey... Circus guy. Um, oh, yeah, I can't think of his name. T.C. Barnum so. or T.B. Barnum or whatever. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> who, who did Wolverine play in the musical? 
Yeah, I know. I don't. I can't remember. Who, who did he put? Oh, uh, the Greatest it. Showman on. That's oh, yeah. that's such a great movie. Okay, this is starting to sound like coffee talk. Yeah. We're gonna... yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started on how good Zac Efron did in that movie. Okay, because I was not a Zac Efron fan before that movie. Uh, anyway, anyway. Zac Efron doing that movie. He did great. Yeah. He did great. He did really good. Wolverine knocked it out of the park, too. Anyway, okay, go ahead, Mike. No one cares. Everyone <laughs> listening to the podcast now has left. Hey, there's going to be... I'm a non-musical guy. I can't stand watching musicals, but I love that show. And I bet you there's somebody listening right now who's going to go watch The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, and they're going to be like, wow, yeah. what a story. But that's the dude you're talking about. He's the one who started the Three Ring Circus. Thing. If I was your parrot, I would be telling the town gossip that you actually do like musicals, because... Every time I watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, you stop. You're passing through the room and you stop. And you start watching their dancing and singing. And so. that's just really out of pity. But that's another <laughs> well, story. I left my Mike, at home right Mike, there. I, I promise you, we won't interrupt you a fourth time. Right. Go ahead, finish your thought. What, what's with the parrot? Th- or do, are we done? Did you finish, Mike? I did. I did. Okay. My guess was wrong so. on who, who the quote was. Okay. The quote was actually by Billy Graham. Mm. And I think it's right on. I mean, because number one, you could give your parrot to the people. And if it would be, uh, have nothing to, bad to say about you, that would be great. That's your goal. If it does have something bad to say about you, as Christians, we are open to confessing our sin and acknowledging our sin and sharing that the fact that Jesus covers all that. Mm. So we don't even need to be embarrassed of our sin anymore. We can share, once I was this, now I'm this, and we no longer have to carry that shame and embarrassment around. So I think it's a pretty good quote, Billy Graham. Uh, You know, Emily, there's one last thing I'll say. Okay. I have three parrots. Do you really? Do they talk? Two of them talk. Okay. One of them is still, you know... About a year and a half old. So, uh, when do how old are they before they start talking? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, probably about now, year and a half. Okay, you know, for the young one. Okay. Okay. So, do they say anything crazy? Oh, they repeat things that we say at home yeah. when we're in public. <laughs> so, have they ever repeated something you didn't want anybody to hear? Nope. We have a perfect. <laughs> we are perfect. No. So you you could give your people parent to the judge. town gossip. Yeah, people will judge. Yeah, but I have a clear conscience. That's yes. awesome. That's yeah. wonderful. That's All hey, right. thanks guys for being on the show again yes. today. We really appreciate it. Emily, what yes. is your final thoughts on the whole progress today as we uh, take ourselves out? Yeah, it's been a really good show. Thank you for listening and for staying with us. Please tell your friends, tell your family, because that body of Christ, that remnant that we were talking about earlier. Uh, We need to find that unity. We need to hold on to it because we got days ahead where we're going to need each other. And uh, Christ has a really great plan for that body of believers. So hold fast to what you have been taught and uh, stay true to the gospel. If you've listened this long, you are a glutton for punishment. (laughs) So (laughs) go to the website right there, freshroadmedia.com. And uh, give your best gift right now. This is a listener-supported. You're like, oh, 
You mean there's no program director? I'm shocked. I said, yeah. no one ever. <laughs> um, we don't have rules. We're just trying to do conversation. We used to be called Companion Christian Radio, where people would tune in just to kind of be part of the Companion conversation. We're trying to keep that going with Emily's new program, bringing light to your world honestly and authentically and without apology. And so, Emily, uh, you want me to take us out or I do you do. want to take us out? You're very good at it. Uh, so it's, go I've been ahead. doing it for a long time. Take us out time. and I'll follow you. <laughs> I'll bring the parrot. Will you bring the parrot? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for over 3,500, I think it's over 4,000 now, shows, we always signed off with this. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the Word of God today and go and serve your king. You want to add anything? That was perfect. Oh, yeah. You stuck the landing. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Till next week. <laughs>